listening to I'm Telling You. You're listening to You're listening to I'm Telling You. Hey fam, welcome back to another episode of I'm Telling You. I'm telling you. As always, your faithful host, Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Cookie clack of fact check of this JD. <laughs> She's trying not to laugh right now. I don't I know, know what's... I know, I know. No, it's good. It's good. Yeah, we had a saucy green room. It happens. Anyways, uh, if you <laughs> want to reach out to us, uh, you can hit us up collectively, ITY, directionsmusic.org, or individually... At Gemini, G-E-M-I-N-I, at directionsandmusic.org. Or Philly D P H I double L Y D at directionsandmusic.org. Yeah, and if you're a first-time listener, you're just kind of checking in. Hey, this is a 30-plus year friendship of you and I having organic, continuous conversation. So much so that it's just, it, it is what it is. It do what it do, baby. Uh, you know, I, I hope it's it's getting other people... I hope it's getting other people out there to start talking and just, just be silly and just, you know, play around with the what ifs, you know, because that's what we like to do, right? Yeah, we have very deep intellectual conversations that engulf many ideations, topics, and we attempt to add levity so as to keep, yeah, keep it light, keep it funny. So we do like dad well, We don't quotes, do anything. We're just, jokes. we're just talking and stuff. That's all we're doing. We're just it talking. is. We're just talking. Yeah, thirty plus year conversation that's just been continuous. So this and and he always likes to call me a jackass, but this jackass. No, I say us. <laughs> the, these jackasses. This, this jackass plural. over here. There's more than one of us in this room. For like that. for like two years. You know, like every time we'd hang out, and every time we hang out, we have like this huge like rambling conversation, and you just look at me at the end and just be like. Yo, bro, we just need to start recording this, man. We need to record this. I know, but I wanted to do it for sketch comedy. And I'm like, why? Because we're funny. That's an opinion. Well, you call it sincerious. And I, I mean, when you coined that phrase, I really, I really it enjoyed sincerous. it. It really is. Well, because we are serious and sincere. However, there's, there's a... No, no, we're sincere, but... When we're serious, we're being sincerious, but sometimes we're being uh, a couple of jackasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's pretty like much it. Sincere, goofy. That's it, what I'm saying. They don't all mix together as well as sincerious. But uh, no, it always this melds okay, very we nicely. Have to, we have to think about it more. We don't have to think nothing. There's no thinking here. That's, that's what this is. What that's, this is. What, that's the beauty of it, man. There's no thinking at all. Dude, so <laughs> organic. We have no idea what's about to come out of our mouths. No, we really don't. I have no idea. I always say it's the um, the Will Ferrell. In- like in every other aspect of my life, that's not a good thing. But here, it's, it's A-OK. Yeah. No, I always, I always say, yeah, the, the Will Ferrell in old school where he's doing the debate scene. He's just like, what happened? I blacked out. What <laughs> You know, we get done while while we know what we talked about. We well, still we're just like, how did that happen? That's and, and we bring it back around. What happened? <laughs> I'm just saying. Somehow or another, whatever we start with or seems to be the pertinent part of conversation. Did I break it? We go through like what's high score? Mean? Seventeen movies. Seventeen. Oh, easily seventeen movies. Movie, you know, music. Seventeen is apparently his favorite number. So I'm just gonna. 
Well, it's not my favorite number. It it, it just is the number. It's not my fault that it turns out to be 17. Why can't it be 12? Because it's not. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Because if it was 12, I would be like, it's 12. But it's not 12, it's 17. So I say 17. 17. 17. 17. It's not my fault. Same thing as like 42. It's, It's 42. It's not my fault that the answer to all things and everything at all times at once is 42. Like, that's just, that's not it my just fault. Is, though. It's, it is. You know, I don't write the rules. No. I'm just saying. No, I just got to live by them, you know? And it's 42. I mean, this. Blue 42. Blue this 42. Master, super genius computer worked on this for thousands of years. I mean, I think it would know the answer. I think it just gave up and it was like, uh, 42. I said, no, bro, was, how, how big are you right now? That was the answer. That computer was wasted. That's what it was. It was at a Kager the night before. It was just like, wait, oh, I'm an econ. Uh, the answer's 42? You're like, no, it's, it's not what happened, bro. Wait, what happened? Did you just seriously? I was just saying, that's what it sounds like You made me. a supercomputer into like- A, a frat boy? A college freshman? It's Saturday, bro. Oh, really? We're going to go <laughs> The computer's like, Saturday, bro, 42. Sounds good. You're partying like it's 1999. I come up and I tap you on the shoulder. I'll be like, yo, man, what are you celebrating? Saturday, bro. We're celebrating 42. 42. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's the best. It's, I don't know about the best, but it's 42. It's the best. All right. <laughs> Nothing in this world can bring you down. Oh. Come on. You know you feel it. I mean, it's freaking... How could you not a karate kid? Right? Who doesn't love who doesn't love Miyagi and Danielson? Danielson. Probably people that haven't witnessed it yet. You walk left side street. <laughs> left do 73% of the time. Yeah, 73. Wait. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you walk left side street. Or you walk the left side safe. Walk right side safe. Walk middle. Just like grape. Yeah. Crush like, no, it's just like, see the 73% of the time. <laughs> I can't make these numbers up. I'm telling you, these, this is not my, this is, I'm, I'm not, this is not my forte. I'm just, this is what the data implies. Apparently it is. You just pulled this number out of your ass. No, I'm saying, this is what the data tells me. It's Percentage. empirical data. It's empirical data. So I'm taking the average. 70% of the time. There's 70, 73% <laughs> of the time you get it completely it works wrong. Every time. It, it works none of the time. <laughs> Oh, I feel the love. (laughs) I feel this drink. Oh. What? Huh? Oh, hey, I mean, you know, hey, you have, you got to finish that one. That's your green, that's your green room beer. It is. What's up? Yeah, we drink beers here too. I mean, not always, but sometimes, usually, mostly. 73% of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't always talk about it, but you know. It's usually there's a presence of some kind of uh, fermented grain. This is the only way I can put up with me, with you putting up with me, as I put up with me being with you. <laughs> Was that a veiled insult? I'm not really sure. No, that's like, that's like saying, you know, I really love you in glasses. It just, it helps to distract from the fact that you have a lazy eye. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? So no, that wasn't insulting at all. All right. Yeah. No, that's the, the backhanded compliment. <laughs> That's a that's a Barney Stinson thing. He said you always which, have which to, which actually it really isn't a compliment at all. But that is, is that's why it's a backhanded. Because it's it's an insult wrapped in a compliment. Yeah, so you know, it's it's it, it, from from what he says, it's a reflection of what your dad did. 
where he would be like, oh, I'm so proud of you, but you could have. And it's like, oh, really? <laughs> so it reminds you of, which <laughs> there's one, there's one episode where he gets to a point where he's so old that he's like in his forties or whatever. And he's like, I'm entering my Clooney years. He's like, I don't just remind them of their dad. I look like their freaking dad. It's, oh, buddy. Oh. It's kind of sad. This is a little sad, but you know. Are we there now? That- you and, pff, no, no, no. Yeah, we don't talk about mermaids and their fins and stuff like that. We don't talk about Bruno. I don't even know what this is, dude. <laughs> we never clarified this crap. What is, what is Bruno? I don't get this. What is this? Thing? Can we talk really? about this? Is this a lot? No, I'm feigning interest because I, I just, no, I literally you know, have. Not that I need to give any kind of respect to Disney. But we don't talk a, about Bruno. No, the, no. The, was it Disney, Pixar or something? So we don't talk it's, about Fight Club? It's, <laughs> it's an audio track from... It's a movie. It's a soundtrack from a movie. Yeah. I mean, it's a, well, it's not um, a soundtrack. Is it? I mean, so it's a song I mean, soundtrack? It's a song. Encanto. Yeah. If we're going to go there. What? It's called Correct. Encanto. What is that? It's from the movie Encanto. Look it up, man. Well, from, that's what the movie's called. It's called Encanto. I have it's never... About the, yeah. I've never heard of it's this. It's about this family that all has magical powers except for this one girl. And... She finds this guy who's who's basically kind of disappeared from the rest of the family, whose name is Bruno, because he can see the future and it just messed with everybody's head. So okay. it's like you know they killed the messenger basically. Like he made himself disappear because the family couldn't handle him because everything he said came true, and they couldn't handle that. Okay, so. Her this coming, is, and this is animated? Her coming without a power, mm-hmm. and she was supposed to have a power when she was coming of age at a very young age, like most kids, but in the family. But um through through this experience, she ends up getting her powers. So this sounds like an animated version of the last shaman. She goes on a journey and finds herself. I mean, yeah. Or what's your what's your guy, the hero's journey? How about that? that resonate with you better? Well, it's funny because you could almost pick, you could almost pick any really, really famous, really popular movie and, and do that with it. I mean, to some extent, I mean, I don't know if like, dude, where's my car is going to end up on that list, but they go on a journey. Uh, they, they learn about themselves. But the, the hero's journey, 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 <laughs> The hero's journey is repeated throughout all kinds of yeah, different literature. I mean, that was that was why he was so intrigued by that, because he found basically, uh, Joseph Campbell found a parallel between basically all major, you know, uh, stories. You call it like drama, but like- Chronicles. Yeah. I like I mean, everything, everything going back to like the, you know, Roman and Greek myths and- you know, famous stories that we've read about as children. I mean, I mean, even something as simple as like Pinocchio has the hero's journey in it. We, I mean, going into the the well, the belly of the whale, yeah, to save your father. I mean, that's a common motif. I can it's agree. Very with that. Uh, Jungian, actually. Ooh, name dropping. Just saying. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's what this is. I'm telling you. That's what this is all about. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, it, well, our, our one dude, Evan, said he's like, there's no original ideas anymore. 
You know, I mean, it goes to how it's it's said that Shakespeare wrote the general idea, or at least was categorized as having you know drama, comedy, you know, tragedy, writing the the basic sets of what acting was or what it was to have a dramatization to to be able to classify feelings into a reproductive scene in a sense to to give you a look into the real world. Well he had a he had a real talent for the English language. And as a matter of fact, I think there was many phrases that were coined that or or even words that were created that to this day exist because of him. And like I, like whilst <laughs> yeah no but seriously i and i wish i i don't know maybe we can look this up like shakespearean words that were created you know through the mind of shakespeare that are are still kind of in existence today like um you know phrases words whatever i mean i think there's a number of them you, you are the west and i am the east or whatever right romeo and juliet on that one um, I don't know. See if you can find anything. It's like, <laughs> like common phrases, like things that you would use in conversation. Colloquialisms. Coll- colloquialisms. There exactly, you go. That have been created from from the Shakespeare or words. Actually, they call were, them idioms and phrases that Shakespeare invented. Right. Okay. Yeah, an idiom. So, there you go. I like that. It just so happens that "while" is the first word. Whilst. Um, in its description, it says, whilst most people in English speaking. Um, 73% of the time. So, <laughs> phrases, to be or not to be, ed to brute, and then... Ed um, to brute. Ed to brute, yeah. Ed to brute. It's okay, it's Latin. I was going to say it's Roman. <laughs> I'm a fact checker. I'm not a pronunciation person. I'm a fact checker, not a pronunciationer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but you got to put phrases. the er on there as a title. Without the er, it doesn't mean anything. Well, think about a police officer, firefighter, doctor. Uh-oh. So while whilst we were discussing this, she was looking up real facts because we don't dispense any knowledge of truth here. That's not what we're about. Did you knew it? It's not well. I mean, it's really, it's now, really that, now that JD's with us, we kind of are. I mean, you no. know, she does the work. We just is she with us? Because her video is just the driven spinning. No. You spin me right round, baby, <laughs> right round. I was thinking more like they spinning. <laughs> Easy there, Chris. <laughs> they spinning. No, it's doing it again. I don't know uh, what's happening. Whatever. It's all I mean, good. As long as she can still hear us. Well, if we can't hear her give us the correct information, then it kind of ruins the whole loop that we have set up now. We still have a loop. She's still here. No, right? we have a loop, but it's just like, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> oh, see, I see what you did there. <laughs> Brought yeah. it back around again. A little yeah. half baked for you. That's what it. that was. Oh, yeah. See, technical difficulty. Sometimes that happens, though. What would it be? Well, see, this is where it's great. I can run interference. We can we can discuss. We can talk about pocketbooks, which are neither pockets nor books, or why we drive on a parkway but park on a driveway. I don't know what that is, but yeah. Hi. <laughs> so you know that's that's something oh, else that we can yeah. discuss. Parking on a driveway or driving on a parkway. That's what I'm saying. 
or I think that was a Gallagherism, actually. Well, I mean, from what I'm to recall, the concert was wicked hardcore. <laughs> so you want to explain? Here, let's talk about idioms. I bought a tonic for a dollar. You wouldn't know. All right, so no, let's talk about idioms. Right. There's more than one way to skin a cat. It just sounds terrible. Like, yeah, why would you going to get? I mean, unless you're like, Alf. How do we come upon this? Like, Alf told us. I mean, because you can do it this way, or you can do it that way, or you can, you know, like. I did it like this. I did it like that. I did it with the wiffle ball uh, bat. So I'm on the run. Come on. Yeah, like you don't even. It's funny too because like your mind's <laughs> so programmed to these um, colloquialisms, I guess, whatever you call them, the idiotisms. <laughs> Well, so idioms you don't even you don't even hear the idiom you you hear the um the meaning of it the meaning behind it like well, you don't even so, hear it anymore. But that's the point. Well, like when you stop to think, it's like, man, that's a terrible thing. To, there's more than one. Why are we skinning cats, man? To me, it's the same reason as why when you ask an elder a question, they don't give you an answer; they tell you a story. It's just a long, drawn out idiom. It's something but where the thing is, it, if you're ready for the knowledge. You'd prefer the story over the answer. It's more entertaining. Well, but no, but it gets you there just the same. <laughs> whatever, honestly, whatever gets you there, buddy. Honestly, it gets you there. If you're ready for the knowledge, if you're really seeking, truly seeking it, usually the elder that does something like that is doing it in such a way that they're... Because the, the problem is, psycho, and this is a psychological thing. Psychologically, if I hand you the answer... If I say this is the answer to all your problems, here it is. You're going to go, no, that's not it. If like, you, psychologically, you're going to do that. But if I give you nine tenths of it and you have to put the rest of it together, then it's it's going to be your idea. So it's, you know what I mean? If you give a man a fish. That's what I'm saying. Or if you teach a man a fish. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. I like how you brought that around. Yeah. That's what we do here. Bring it back around Quasi again. Quasi-religious, but you know, hey. What? No, it's not even, what? No. <laughs> no, I believe that was a direct quote. I do stone sharpening stone, iron sharpening iron. Oh, well, yeah, like, we do that too. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing. There's, was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's oh. black of the month. <clears throat> oh, dude, we got salt. <laughs> Sometimes the green room gets the best of us. Especially when we're in like Studio B, which we are. We're in our alternate studio tonight. So what's going on here? We gotta fix this. Well, you no, you need to fix it. This is your equipment. I'm, you know, I do my thing. You do your thing. When we're in your house, this is what this is. This is your Studio B. Whose house? <laughs> Mister Mister Kid's house. That's that's what it is. We can't do it without our fact checker. I mean, we can. It's just it's You're not like, very. You two are totally full of s, and it's not even funny. Yeah, I mean, a little bit, pretty much. See, but having a fact checker, it's like, no, 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 we want to know the truth. <laughs> Anyhow, sorry, that's enough. Uh, I am Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I told you. Or really, we were talking uh, about something. I thought we were talking about something. and then Yeah, we started talking about Ron Burgundy. And then I don't... This just came across my desk. Cannonball! I'm just going to start singing show tunes because I don't, I don't even know where we are right now. What happened? Alabama! <laughs> That's where we're at. I think I was talking about this before, but the the percentage 
the percentage of communication that is that is based solely in verbal is like I think under thirty five or around thirty five. We had this conversation before. I was like ninety percent is all body language. The it's, numbers it's don't not, support that. It's not ninety percent, but yeah, it's, it was like eighty five to fifteen or something. It's like seventy percent of the time it works. Dude, I think it's way more than that. <laughs> I think it's way more than no, that. No, I think that the, the, yeah, the body num- language- The number was like 80% or 78% or something like that. Body language and micro expressions that are, that are, you know, displayed on your face are much more expressive than what you're actually saying. That's why I'm so worried about going to video. <laughs> why are you afraid people are going to find out the truth? That you really do hate Canada? Is that what- <laughs> Just kidding, that's, Canada. That's, we love you. That is not the truth. That's I don't hate anybody. Especially that's not truth. wholesale. I'd like especially rather, not wholesale. Uh, not wholesale. Like I'd, I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather hate you for being an asshole. You know, I'm just saying. I just I don't care. I don't care about political preference. I don't care about uh, race, creed, color, religion. That doesn't really bother me. It's it's just if you're an a hole, it's that's universal. You know, what I'm saying I can agree to that. I like, definitely. I don't need that. to hate you for any other reason, but as a, as a general rule, I don't like to hate anybody because it's just it it really is wasted energy. What's the what's the old adage? It takes more muscles to frown than it does smile. I mean, I think that kind of. So says I'm just it all. kidding. My workout, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can tell I'm not frowning right now, so that didn't even work. It's seventy three percent of the time. It works every time. Mm. <laughs> every stop. What? This is this is why sometimes green room is a problem. We got to tank up first. We got to load up. <laughs> party. <laughs> or we get dressed up. I mean, you yeah. know, we don't. We don't. We don't, don't get high. You know, only burners like you get high. <laughs> Then I borrowed my shoe. My, my, my cousin, cousin Kendall's juice. No, I don't. <clears throat> one time he got high. And- Actually, I don't even know if he says that's his cousin that gave him his shoes. I think it's just inferred that like that's his one cousin or something. I don't know. It's a really small family, maybe. I guess <laughs> each set of parents only had like one or two kids, so you only have like four cousins or something. And that's like the closest one. I don't I know. Have four cousins. I do. I have nibbles, Greg. Could you milk me? <laughs> I mean, everybody is my brother and sister, but you know, I you know through blood, I got four cousins. <laughs> Just saying, maybe more. Oh, Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what happened? Maybe there's some. I mean, I you know. you do kind of look like the milkman. <laughs> <laughs> I. That was well. Actually, oh, that, that was a running joke for a while. So for real, is that an idiom? Because I think my brother's got. Uh, I don't know, like more of the Irish skin. He's creamy white. Is that what <laughs> like oh, he, I see you, cocoa butter. He burns and I tan. It's because he uses cocoa butter. Like he'll tan for a day, but then it peels off the next. <laughs> Was he like a snake? <laughs> Mr. Bush, you got a special ball with this bush? It's Irish skin, man. All it does is freckle. I mean, I already have freckles. Anything else is damage. I am damaged. Built for a rainy environment, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> crack anyway. a, hey, crack a beer, why don't you? That sounds like a great plan. Just, 
Do you do you need, want some assistance? Do you need some help here? It's give my me my nails. Dude, no, that's not my fault, man. Oh. Yeah. Plus, you want to make sure that you like, you know, because these, these are. Dude, I'm telling for nine months, man. These things aged really nice. Tell you're gonna enjoy that scissors. It's crazy. Anywho, mm. maybe that's a new idiom. Enjoy that citrus. So, like asking about the tea. He's just making responsible for a lot of them. Well, yeah, because yeah, I mean, yeah, you were you were going down the list, and there was a whole. I love it. I'll start with whilst. A lot. So, okay, Shakespeare idioms. How many do we got here? Is this There's according to Wikipedia? 40. 40? No. Is there 42? <laughs> There's 42. We got a problem. That's our worst idiot. No, we're past uh -huh. Wikipedia. We're on Shakespeare idioms. <laughs> what? So he is responsible for all that glitters is in gold, uh, all the world's a stage, right. barefaced, the word dawn. He was the first one to use, like, as the sun comes up as the dawn. Mm. Um, catch a cold. Eat us out of house and home. Elbow room. Huh. Fair play. We're, we're picking up on something Real in your feed. Tea. I don't know. Yeah. Is what it is. I don't know. I don't know what that was. It sounded like aliens. Dude, is that what it was? It may have been. I don't know. I mean, I mean it's a, we it's, have been it's talking like about a UFO aliens. coming into land. I, I, I don't know. We've been talking about aliens a lot. So, I mean, it's very possible that, you know, they're, they're starting to pick up on our feet or something. I think they're flying over your house. Like the alien. Was it? Uh, <laughs> look out your window. Do you see flashing lights or? She, she like literally looked. <laughs> oh, God, that is There's too fun. <laughs> there were some weird noises coming out. I don't even know what that was. It's weird. Yeah, usually we get everything worked out and we're good to go. But like, you know, yeah, tonight, I don't know. Maybe it's Studio B. Is there like something going on here? You know, we were talking about some Ghostbusters. Maybe there's spirits and we're picking up like EVPs. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I don't see. I don't. Something like, like that. Yeah. What, the electronic voice phenomenon or something like that? <laughs> Sorry. There was, there was a joke made about that on, uh, you know, like the ghost hunters. There was a joke made on um, Supernatural, the show that I like to watch. And then the, uh, <laughs> the show that these kids created was called Ghost Facers. <laughs> ghost Facers? Like F-A-C-E, like yeah. we're going to face you? <laughs> yeah. Look, we're facing ghosts. We're ghost, ghost facers. facers. Oh, that so sounds funny. horrible. I know, but that's what made it funny. I feel sad right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they were making fun of those groups that do like the ghost ghost hunting shows. And I'm not saying that ghost hunting is like you're not mocking ghost hunting. You're mocking I'm the mocking, ghost. You're mocking the mocking of ghost hunting. Mocking the 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 commercialism of, of the idea of the show and you know maybe it's just you're creating a lot of drama on film and, and do i not feel, necessarily see i i definitely claim. i definitely feel most tv at this point is scripted i don't care what it is 
So no matter what genre you're in, if it's like sci-fi or dramatization or somehow or another, like it's just, there's some kind of scripting to it nowadays, which is kind yeah, of sad. I mean, I'm, all, the, all I'm saying is I'm not, to, I'm not to say there's, there's no such thing. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't think that what you're seeing on TV is quite that accurate. I don't know. I feel like Ghostbusters is real. <laughs> Why would the TV lie to me? Like the 1980s movie? Well, see, here, or like right. the whole franchise, like you, you think it's a but real- see, this is this is why I really enjoyed the the newest version because they really did tie it into the original storyline and plot and everything. It was very much a continuation. Fun fact. Fun fact. I love fun the facts. The director of the afterlife is the son of the director of the 84 version. And he said that it was his love letter to the original. And he brought on a lot of the original creators and um, everybody who helped make the first film brought them in to help do the second film to make sure it tied in completely. I think the term is homage. Yeah, it was uh, Jason Reitman, the son of Ivan Reitman. Not a homage. You homage, dude. That's from Cop Out. Yeah, I know. It's, it's homage. You know what's best? All right, check this out. All right, so they really worked well together. I well, just so here, little known fact, movie wise. All right, I'll give you one for Cop Out. So Kevin Smith wrote, directed. You know, it was uh, I didn't Tra know that, but that makes yeah, perfect. Tracy sense. Morgan and Bruce Willis. The original title for that movie was Just a Couple of Dicks. Because <laughs> they're because they're detectives, and that's like that's another name, right? Well, the 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 motion picture association or whatever, you know, the the MPAA, the the ones that are like yay or nay, or what you get your your rating as everything, wouldn't let them use that title. They're like, yeah, everything's fine, everything's good, but you can't call it that. <sighs> so Kevin Smith was like, okay, fine, cop out. So well, no, <laughs> so yeah, one that, but two. The opening scene, Tracy Morgan and Bruce Willis are going back and forth doing their thing where they're interrogating this guy to get information. Right. When they get the information, the two of them come walking out of the interrogation room and everybody's like, oh, yeah, hey, oh, you know, give them the applaud, golf clap and all that. Like, good job and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, hey, we're just a couple of dicks. Uh. So they literally say the line to poke at the MPAA on that where it's just like, oh, I can't call it that? Okay. Like an homage to the homage. Yeah, a little bit, pretty well, right? <laughs> yeah, a little, a little fu in your couch right there. That's what that yeah. was. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't step all over nobody's couch. Cocaine's <laughs> a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that. No, oh, I do love me some Rick James. Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Darkness. <laughs> We're not even doing either one of those, though. We're just doing Dave Chappelle. I mean, at this point, we are. Yeah. I mean, the caricature. I was waiting for Samson to come out. Samson. <laughs> Samson gets me lifted. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to Samson. I see the moon. I can see the <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I love that. I loved how Dave Chappelle got a Mark Twain. Like, let's be honest. You know we sell this, right? <laughs> I just quit buying two days. Yeah, right, right. But you know, for real, dude, Dave Chappelle getting a Mark Twain. Like, I, 
that's one of the few times I feel that in a an agency, a collective, you know, an industry, whatever you want to call it, gave true respect where respect was deserved and earned. You know, because typically, like I mean, I want I'll, I'll use the example of the the Chinese, you know, Grauman's Chinese Theater with the the stars and everything. I feel like so many people get stars nowadays. It's like you know, you can buy a star at this point. It was like fifteen hundred dollars, right? But to get a Mark Twain, <laughs> you really have to. You, it's something that has to be earned. And the fact that he was given that respect, I mean, I, I thought that was dope as can be. Plus, when he, I think once he was getting his Mark Twain, he was like smoking on stage. He's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I got this. It's funny. I'm, I'm, I'm not even. Chappelle, I'm bitch. not even aware of the award, but I guess maybe you're teaching me something tonight. You know about Mark Twain Award? No, no, not not so much. Uh, it's for um. This is for everybody out there that doesn't know what that is. Yeah, sure high, high regard in writing specifically. So for his comedic abilities, so not just his show, but also his- Because com- Samuel Clemens was a prolific writer and, right? Named after him, I'm guessing. Well, but that's so I, I don't know why the name is what it is. I just know that that award is given out to- you know, it's beyond like Nobel Peace Prize. It's it's a recognition of talent, career, everything. So I mean, it's an, it's literally getting into the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for writers. It's hard to get. Yeah, and yeah. Dave Chappelle got that, and he so earned it. Usually, hard. something you acquire posthumously is the kind of thing. Yeah, I don't think it's something they just like hand out one a year. It's like this year we're giving it to. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it is an annual award, but. Okay, so you're not fully read up on it either. We should learn more about this. I don't know much about the Mark Twain Award. I mean, I know enough that I know what it's about. I mean, that's good enough. So I got seventy three percent right. It's the prize for American humor, and it was presented by John F. Kennedy Center in the Performing Arts annually since nineteen ninety eight, except for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Okay, so there you go. So once once a year, there you are. So it is an annual award. Hmm. And it's called for having an impact on the American society in a way similar to Mark Twain. So very satirical. Which is funny. Wow. Bring levity. I mean, that's what we do. Maybe we'll get a Mark Twain someday. (laughs) I guess we don't write this though. So that's the problem. (laughs) Well, I just think it's weird because some of his books have actually been pulled from the reading list, haven't they? I don't know. I don't read. I think a a couple have. But I mean... (laughs) <laughs> he tended he tended to try and capture an era when he wrote like he would try to capture the era that he was living in and right and there were certain um certain things that were said that were inappropriate for today's standards let's say and i believe i'm not completely 100% on this but i believe uh some of his most famous books have been removed from the reading list of especially like High school and younger, I think. I don't know. Maybe we need a fact checker to check into this. But see, this is this is where I go to the whole parenting idea that I've really attempted to embrace. Is my job is not to censor what goes into my child. My job is to teach my child how to censor, you know, him or herself, whatever, so that they can read a room, be appropriate. Well, the important is it, it, differentiation. Well, I feel by limiting experience, you're putting your child into a bubble and you're not really allowing them to 
imagine and grow and question. Well, and there's the other problem too. I mean, you shelter your child too much. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to go off to college and it's like, woohoo. I mean, that's honestly a big thing is we have so many rules. Like, hey, have respect for yourself before anything else, you know? But we don't we don't teach our kids to love themselves, I think is the problem. And we do that a lot by restricting society wise. But just in general, I mean a lot of parents do it because I mean, think about it. That's how we were programmed or trained was to tell was to be told no. It was never to be told yes. It was always to be told no. No, that's going to burn. No, that's going to hurt you. No, that's going to kill you. Well, I mean, that's that's how you perceive it too as a child. But I mean, honestly, like when you get older, like I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, oh, I guess I understand a lot of the things that my parents did. Well, again, and whether the, you agree with them all or not, it's like you you still have an understanding for why, you know, more well, so than correct. you did as a child. So, but that's my thing is you know beyond understanding, that's the context in which they were raised. So of course, that's what they're going to teach us. I mean, because when I was a child, I thought like a child. child. <laughs> but when I became an adult, I put away childish things. Well, some of them. <laughs> See, that was in Hackers. Matthew Willard quoted that part. That's no, a good quote, though. I mean, it's... It, it, Actually, you know what? Hackers there, has... There a, is. There's, there's, there's a paradigm shift as you get older. There really is. There's a... You know, you start... You start really realizing what's important. Like, I mean, the moment... I don't know if it's the same for everyone, but the moment I got out of high school, I was like, I realized what a joke it really was. You know, everybody's playing this game about popularity when, like, that's not really important at all. Well, I, f- I feel most of the time when you think about uh, high school and whatnot, and not, I don't think you and I were so much like hooked into that as everybody else was. Well, but. that's and that's the thing is like, so in high school, all the kids that were popular, and you go back to you know the fifteen or twenty year reunion or whatever, and you find that they are the ones that are stuck in this weird societal picket fence, you know, two and a half kid kind of a thing. And the free thinkers, the one that got mocked and bullied, all of a sudden are like entrepreneurs with millions of dollars and they're driving like Lambos and stuff. And you know what I mean? I feel like. Well, I mean, I'm not like that. <laughs> well, not I yet, mean, but anyway. But um, well, whether you're doing with like material possessions or spiritual living, those individuals typically have bettered their lives. Well, that's that's the interesting thing. And I was just I was just having that thought the other night about when we were talking with uh, with our other friend about. Um, lost civilizations and about advanced societies. And his definition of advanced, I think, differs a little bit from mine. Now, I would think an advanced society has learned things like acceptance and openness and... So on a spiritual level. Like, like yeah, like Matthias, uh, right? The Stefano says about, you know, they were still, you know, we're talking about Atlantis, Atlanteans. You know, he said they were very advanced, you know, mathematics and philosophy and all kinds of other things. And maybe even like dabbled in trying to learn about electricity and energy and stuff like that. But at the same time, he's like, they were still riding horses and camels. Like it, it wasn't like as advanced as you think, but was it? And that's my question is like, what do you, what do you use as a marker for an advanced society? Like- are things really oh, important? Because when you're when you're dead, like none of that really matters. Hold on, we have a discrepancy. Oh, apparently. I'm sorry. What? 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 What happened? No, weren't they? Isn't weren't they like flying? I don't remember him. Not flying saucers, but 
Aren't, are, they are were you, flying objects at that time, but yet they still use donkeys and everything no, no, no. else. The, the Atlanteans were given information just like every... That, that's the, the theory that I've heard a number of times from different sources is that um, the human race has been gifted with information from beyond, from, from, this, from another... Like the Akashic Records kind of a thing. Well, like more like interdimensional or interplanetary... Well, but that's what the Akasha records um, are. It's, it's the people, indole, it's it's the uh, like library actually, of Alexandria, but for all of space and time. No, but I mean people actually visiting and teaching things, and then and then taking off and leaving again. Like that culturally, I mean, like if you look in even um, Native Americans, uh, same thing. There's stories within uh, Native American culture. Oh, that like the star people with, and all that kind of stuff. Like these blonde-haired, blue-eyed people that landed on these starships i mean for lack of a better term because i think that's where that really originally came from because how else do you understand that because the only thing you see like that is a ship like an ocean ship you know like something that runs on the water but these things came out of the sky and then they they did they called them the star people or something like that and there's a lot of reference to that in native american folklore but and not even just them, but I mean specifically star people as a term, yeah. Phoenicians or Egyptians or, I mean, there's there's mention of these. I mean, and well, obviously one of our favorites going back to, uh, what was it, um, Mesopotamia and the, um, the Anunnaki and oh, the right. Sumer and all that, yeah. Yeah, the Book of Enoch and whatnot. But where, where the Anunnaki were, were <clears throat> present in in lending information and trying to teach us uh, certain ways to advance us in, in the, the sciences and in philosophy and in all these different things. And that, you know, even, even Plato was quoted in saying that there was some kind of visitor that gifted them with certain information. I mean, then he was in uh, direct contact with, I never know how to say this right. Uh, Thoth or Thoth or whatever it was. Oh right, yeah, we, yeah, you, we, who actually is is a reincarnation of the, the a different representation of um, Mercury, or you know, the messenger, basically that um, the contact between this planet or this plane and the Akashic plane and. Well, whatever levels above that, but basically between this plane and the Akashic plane. Yeah, which I mean, from from what I've read and heard and learned, and I think we've we've all agreed to is when you get past the the dimensions of time and space, you get into that whole like lucid dreaming component where like Tesla and Einstein got into, where you more or less just become a part of all of it where you're just, you're a literal part of the flow. Well, that's what I thought was so funny because I think I made reference to the fact that neither one of them really claimed that they were inventors per se, that they just kind of, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they pulled the answers out of thin air. Yeah, it's, it's I mean, not how else me. How do you explain that? But they, they had. Yeah, it's not me who thought of this. It's coming through me. They're just a conduit. Right. I mean, they, they had to uh, put it together in such a way to, f- to make it fundamentally usable, you know, um, to be able to prove a theory or something like that, but which 
you know, is an effort in itself, but it wasn't like, I don't, I think if you would had either one of them standing in front of you today and asked them that question, they'd be like, I didn't really invent anything. Like I reverse engineered something that I saw in my head. I always think of the explorers when they have the dream yeah. and they just draw it out. Right. I mean, but, but I feel very much like that. Is that not a hero's journey representation of the same thing? Is that not more truth than fiction? You know, we look at these things as being fictional stories, but I'm, it, it makes you go, hmm, sometimes. Like, well, you know, when you have such consistent parallels, it becomes more than just coincidence. I mean, even that in and of itself, the, the numbers start to represent the pattern, I feel. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I find it very difficult to not believe something when there's a more consistent than not output of whatever the inputs are you know when you whenever you take it doesn't matter what in but yet you're still always going to get this same out it, it starts to predict well, I mean, a certain i believe in i believe in the possibility of of just about anything um but I, and i'm sure this is most people feel the same way but i think 98 percent of what's out there is complete bunk you know, what I mean, this the stuff that ends up somewhat mainstream, and even when you're talking like YouTube and stuff like that, I think the stuff that ends up mainstream is questionable. Like you, you still have to kind of vet that information. See, that's why I like the. Uh, but I think there is there is truth to all this stuff. Like I believe there there have been visitations by by extraterrestrials for eons. See, I don't want to call them extraterrestrials because then it instantly goes to like aliens. I would say interdimensional beings or alternate beings of another. Probably a better way to put it because it's really hard to say. I mean, we had that conversation before. That like the the whole idea, like what if what if they're not alien at all? What if they're just the future us? You know, which I think you were talking about the one time that it's just well, yeah, because there's the one movie that kind of does like that. we just go back in time and try to fix our own society because maybe something through through the annals of time it had twisted at a certain point and we wanted to go back and fix it. And who's to say that hasn't been happening for for a long time. And I always wonder, like like I said, 98%, but like I always wonder because I see these videos where people are, you ever seen these ones where they're showing like, uh, oh, they must've been time travelers and they show like, all these people in 1920s clothes and you see some guy wearing like 1980s or 1990s clothes Dude. like in the middle of the crowd and I'm just like, eh. Mm, yeah, just like the nine and a half. Eh, is that real? I don't. <laughs> and, uh, I, but I'm I, not, like I said, it's the same thing with the ghost hunters thing. It's like, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist or that it's not real. I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not certain that what we've seen or what we've been shown is really accurate or true. You know, and I'm willing to bet that a small percentage of it is. But the question is, what? Where is that? Like, how do you draw that line? Well, know? that's why, I like the Aubrey Marcus thing, where it's what feels right. When you hear something, it just resonates with you so much that your heart's like, "Yeah, that's the truth." I think that's a that's a fair. I mean, and I think that's the way the truth hits you. I think we were when you're you know, open to it. I feel. I think. I think the. I think a, a real truth hits you, as if it's a remembrance. You know what I mean? It's almost like it just resonates. Why did I forget that? 
Oh yeah, that's to, like you resonated with it so much that you almost feel like it's your thought or that it was your thought at some point in the past. That's what I was like, your heart just tells you this is correct. Right? Like, You're like, yeah, I know that. that. feels right. Yeah. You know? I, I think when you are open enough to accept something on that kind of a level, that tells me, because there's so many times when I hear this, that, or the other, and logically it's together. You know, the empirical data says, but it doesn't feel right. I mean, but the, you know, uh, for my own personal entertainment, I'll sit there, I'll sit there and spend hours watching the 98% that I think is complete bonk. You know, it's entertaining for me because I like the idea that there could be something like that in existence. Well, because what if listening to that? And, and honestly, I don't, like I said, I don't know which, which that 2% is. That's accurate. Kind of the same thing of like listening to <laughs> us. We don't know what it is we're going to do or say, but there's going to be some good from it. I would hope so. I mean, there already has been. There's no hope so. We've already done it. We're just waiting well, to do which, it again. Well, honestly, there has been, you said, even on the home front. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, there's no way that you could diminish that. That's, that's, you and Very I, important. you and I personally, as individuals, having, and I, I honestly just had this realization the other day. You and I, from the, the little bit of time that we've been doing this, we've grown personally, but we've also grown in our own relationship even better. And, and we really have been bettering each other. We, you know, stone sharpening stone, we have been. And it's, it's spilled over into those around us. So yeah, just even on us in that kind of a sense, yeah, we've we've already made betterment in this world. You Are know? you saying those like directly around us or those affected, you know, within the circle of the sound of our voice? Both. Because I mean, we've had others reach out to us, so not even just personal connections, but I mean, also those who have interacted and written in like, We've, See, we've had I, a few people that are just like, dude, I don't, I don't know who you are or where you came from, but like, dude, this was awesome. And I'm going to check it out again. See, I want to believe more. And, that, and that's what I was telling you that like, and I'm, I guess I'm kind of reminding myself of this right now too, but that when you receive something like that, you got to imagine there was 10 more people that felt the same way, but didn't write in. But I just want more people to write in. Like, you know, I want people to, to, and honestly, like I was saying before, like I want people to write in and say, I listened to your show for 10 minutes and got me thinking in such a way that like I had a conversation with an old friend for two hours and totally ignored your show and, you know, turned it. That's awesome. That'd I want to hear amazing. that. I want to hear that amazing. story too. It's like yeah. I reconnected with somebody that's been so close to me my whole life on a different level because whatever. You know, your your open communication style just made me feel like I had to uh, communicate with an old friend or or a loved one that lives in the house or whatever it is that that you know. It's like yeah, whether it was our words or our energy, somehow or another, I would like that. Yeah, and we already do that, bro. And like I and that's that's well, where we I, still want to hear I from you. Say it's like you know, like our particular nomenclature and whatnot. It's like, I don't, it's not about me. It's not about you. Um, it, it's about what this has done for us. And I hope it does the same for everyone else, I guess. We were a little selfish in the beginning. I can agree <laughs> to that. Well, I, mean, I agree. That's what you- There's must. nothing wrong with that because that's really where this came. I mean, not that it came from selfishness, but it, it came from, 
from just a desire to communicate like the, the things in the moment that intrigue me. And like there's, and I just said to you the other day, I said, there's not many people that I can have this kind of conversation with and not walk away feeling like, man, are they going to judge me for the rest of my, you know, like <laughs> any, any other interaction I have with this person, you'd be like, this guy believes in aliens. Like he's crazy wackadoo. You right. Know? Yeah. But I mean, it's, and it's not like I say any of this stuff for me is like set in stone. It's not like I believe it with all my heart. It's, it's, I always leave a little bit of kind of a little bit of hope hanging out there that maybe there's something more than, than what we can see, taste, hear, touch, smell. We have a willingness to accept. I think we're, we're, while we're very solidified in our belief systems, we're still willing to go outside of that box to, to take a step outside of what we feel is our structure in a willingness just not even to say, yes, I agree with you and I'm going to believe this now, but a willingness to at least take it in. To question it, really. I mean, because that's... Well, it's like you were just saying... I mean, to, how to many great world. things in this world came about because somebody was willing to question something? Well, it's, I mean, that most people would consider unquestionable. Yeah, because like you were saying how you would listen to the other 98% because there might be 2% in there that resonates and it's like, holy crap, I never thought of it from that perspective. And now all these things that you have been leaving either make more sense or there was a, a part that maybe didn't quite and now all of a sudden it's like, hey, you know what? Maybe I should readdress I, this. I allow myself that excuse too because just for the pure fact that it's, to me, it's entertaining. You know, Socratic method. As long as it's entertaining. I mean, even if nothing else is coming from it, it's entertaining to me because I'm entertaining the idea that this could be a possibility. <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's, no, I get you. I get you. That's what it is. It's like, it's, it's, um, it's not that I believe it all. I really don't. I question, you know, and I think everybody should be that way. I, I think that should be the norm. You know, shouldn't we all question? And I, I mean, it, like you well, say, it's, it's gravity a, is a constant. Is it a constant? Gravity see, is based on, you know, the shape of our planet and the way it, it, it circumnavigates the sun and the way it's tilted and all this other stuff. Who's to say it's a constant? Maybe it fluctuates. And I think proof has actually been shown that it, uh, the gravitational field does fluctuate and that you may actually weigh less on some days than on others. Well, that's but we make a constant because it's easier to understand. It's easier to comprehend. It's easier to put down in a mathematical equation. You know what I'm saying? 14 pounds per square inch, you know, whatever it is, you know, that, <laughs> that you know. Still geometric. <laughs> so, <laughs> how many nerd. feet per second per second, you know, uh, whatever it is. Like these, these are all rules that we put in place that we assume they're constants because we checked them a couple times and they all matched up that time. You know, but who's to say this doesn't vary? Who's who's actually watching? You know, like, well, that's why I always say the the scientific method is and if you it doesn't can, prove fact. What it proves is in a consistency of this state and these, you know, this context, you'll get this outcome. Well, but that's okay. what I say. Like, if you're not watching it all the time and you don't know that it fluctuates, like, should you be living your life a different way and understanding that 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 maybe everything isn't set in stone? Maybe everything's kind of variable. Maybe everything is. You know, when you look at the double slit experiment and you realize that just a, a human conscious mind watching something happen actually affects right. the outcome. 
And the question in my mind is like, if that can happen at the subatomic level, who's to say that doesn't happen here? Who's to say that I couldn't create a whole race of superhuman beings that could do things that we can't even contemplate? And who's to say that didn't happen thousands of years ago? Who's to say that's what I'm saying? What is civilized? Right. Right. Where is your, where is your marker? Like, is it how many cool things you can make? How many different inventions you can bring into realization or, you know, in manifestation or, or is it, is it, what kind of a connection can you make with your brother? What kind of a connection you, can you make with somebody who's a completely different skin color than you, who believes in a different God, who believes in, you know what I'm saying? Like that to me holds more value than any thing that you can possess or create or imagine. So I you said know? willingness to accept, but you know, um, I just usual, went totally tangent for a while, didn't I? Well, cause you know, <laughs> well, one, you also brought it back around and tangented while doing so, which honestly is, is yeah, that time to wrap it up. Well, I mean, well, it's, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think we had a little snafu in the middle. So yeah, no, it's, um, I think we're good. All right. Well, it, I mean, the conversation has indicated <laughs> it's time to go. Because <laughs> now we're here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, as we get really deep into it, you go off on a tangent, but bring back around again. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, we're fair. Seriously, anybody out there that, that, that connected with any part of this or it made you think of something else that you want to communicate with us, please, please reach out to us at itydirectionsmusic.org or separately at uh, P-H-I-L-L-Y-D, Philly D at directionsmusic.org. Or Gemini, G-E-M-I-N-I, directionsmusic.org. Please reach out to us. Um, keep the conversation going. Even if it's not here, please bring it home, which is with you and your loved ones. Because this to me is, this is, this is life. This is more important than anything. This is where memories are built, right? It's, it's, not, the, it's not the things that you accomplish. It's, it's, it's the memories you make, right? It's the, it's the friendships. It's the, the unity that we feel in certain moments. And if we can just keep that going for another moment longer, that's what it's all about. But anyway, yeah. That's what we do here. I'm telling you. As it do, so as, as always. Yeah, right? I think you just kind of wrapped it up for us. That's <laughs> awesome. But yeah, um, I'm telling you, uh, directionsmusic.org, D-I-M. We appreciate y'all listening. This is Philly D. Mr. Gemini. Yeah, and as, uh, as always, uh, be good to yourself, be good to everyone else. Much love. Bears. Peace. Peace.